Please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, God. <laughs> it's time. Oh, Mommy spoiler. Why This movie's already taking more time out of my goddamn life. <laughs> I don't even know if we'd be doing it if we hadn't hit the, the uh, $1,000 tier. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe that $1,000 like... tier wasn't a good idea. <laughs> For Patreon, yeah. I feel like we're indentured servants now. <laughs> We kind of we kind of oh, have to do so, it. Oh, I gotta go see this bag of shit movie. <laughs> oh, folks, this is spoiler rep fifty six. My name is Graham Elwood. and I'm Chris Mancini, and uh, we will be talking about this film. For those of you that are new to the spoiler reps, we'll be talking about the beginning, middle, and end, not necessarily in that order. So, if you haven't seen the movie, good for you. Good for you. Thank yeah. you. Can give yourself a pat on and, the back. Uh, and uh, this this episode may even be more fun if you haven't seen the film. <laughs> but if for some reason you don't want it ruined for you uh then don't see it then don't see it Mm -hmm. and because we're going to talk about that's what the spoiler reps are we talk about the ending key plot points so if you haven't seen it those are going to. i felt like i was that sarcophagus strapped down to the plane i was like (laughs) i'm watching this goddamn movie and i'm like did they take like an early draft of sahara (laughs) with matt mcconaughey and steve zahn or at like what what What's search this? and replace? Oh my god! Something happened. There was like it was cobbled together. These bits and pieces of different movies cobbled together, and then other movies like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde shoved in the middle for no reason at all. And this movie was just a mess from start to finish. I I think Jake Johnson's funny. You know, I've seen him do some funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but dear Lord, when him and Tom Cruise are just quipping their way through the Middle East, and it's this first, it starts out as this like madcap zany romp. Yeah. Oh no, it's in a war. Yeah. Trying to get. <laughs> it's Ishtar. It's yeah, it was Ishtar. <laughs> it was like if he took Ishtar and Sahara. Yeah. And outtakes from the from a Brendan from Mummy Five with right. Brendan Fraser, or whatever. <laughs> like what. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. And then it's also, it's Tom Cruise. They're not going to shoot him. So yeah. it already starts off like, well, I, 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 there's nothing I'm believing here. But let's get to the the the, the ending. Uh, we have to talk about the ending for a minute now. I'm uh, amazed at the end, I was awake. Yeah, I, yeah. I was yeah. I was in comfortable seats. So, I was amazed I made it through this. So movie. Tom Cruise gets superpowers at the end, <laughs> right? Uh, and after he realizes that, like, oh wait, well, the mummy's trying to stab me with a dagger. No, wait, that gives me superpowers. Maybe I'll just do it myself. What do I need you for? So he just stabs himself with a dagger, gets superpowers, brings his friend back to life, and then the uh, and his it, friend from American Werewolf in y- London. Yes, yeah, friend from American Werewolf in London. Yeah. That, uh, you know, and (laughs) then um, they start with, like, the same dialogue that they start the movie with. uh, Like, uh, oh, well, where's your sense of adventure? Like, he's, thanks for bringing me back to life, but now we're going to do something dangerous? Like, well, what do you care? He has superpowers. They'll just bring you back to life again if you die. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Hey, asshole, you were a zombie a minute ago. Like, what the hell are you, what are you complaining about? Yeah, things are better now. You know, follow your superpowered friend. Oh God! That Doctor Jekyll lost. And like, then when, how did this movie not have a "I'm getting too old for this shit" line yeah. as they jump across <laughs> a thing into a thing? Maybe there was somebody that went, "You know what? We need to take that line out." <laughs> so <laughs> that was so, the one uh, level so, yeah, head on the set. Yeah, and I was like, "We got come on, we we got quality here. We got to we we can't make it that much of a mess." Um, but it was everything. Okay, well now everything from the mummies making zombies. 
to uh, only two people with flashlights looking for a sarcophagus worth millions and millions of dollars. To uh, oh, at which wait? At which time were there only two people looking for something really important when they crashed in England or yeah. when the things blew up in the in Iraq? Or yeah, or yeah, the archaeological dig where it's like, oh, this is a giant find. Like we'll just send a couple people down with ropes in the middle of, of, of a war zone of a war zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. antiquities. Th- they're worth antiquities, a lot of money, and and we're not gonna. Yes. No one's going to check to see if they're booby trapped. And no one's going to check to nope. see. And apparently Tom Cruise has no commanding officer. No. No, no. He, he's a, apparently he's a scout slash um, special ops slash no, no uniform slash thief slash relic hunter. So uh, I really feel like Tom Cruise, like every time he got a draft of the script, I think he probably went, well, I should do this or I should say this. And then there was like another line or two added. Right. They, he just went, I just want this to be like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just this with a mummy. Se- with a, it's yeah. mummy, as we said. The joke was immediately made. Mummy impossible. Yes. That's what this is. Yep. There's no jurisdiction. There's right. no actual anything. And uh, this movie, it just it went all these different directions all over the map. At some point, even it tried to make the mummy a sympathetic character. Right. Like it was like she made like a puppy dog eyes at some point while she was chained up in Dr. Jekyll's uh, basement. And uh, I'm like, oh, oh, we should feel sorry for her. Uh, she wasn't. No, she was just trying to give her lover uh, eternal life with the dagger that she was going to plunge into his chest. Oh, this dagger? Well, I don't want you to stab me with it. No, no, it'll give you eternal life. Wait, it gives me superpowers. All right, I'll just do it myself then. Wait, well, the dagger's not powerful unless it has the uh, the jewel at the, the jewel top. attached yeah. to the top. Oh, but yeah. the jewel you can just crush. Yeah, you can just smash it. Yeah. So that yeah, and uh, oh, and it attaches right away, and then it it comes up off right away, and there's a magic dagger and. And any rule that was established gets broken, like in the next scene. Like, like every writer on this movie got to write one scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just put it all together. So I guess Sophia Butella plays the mummy, and she's the only part that was like believable. Right? Yeah, the just, mummy. I was like, yeah, the mummy, and I was like, oh, and, and it was like, oh, this is interesting. She's a you know, her her backstory was, like, kind of interesting. Like, yeah. oh, she craved power, and then they mummified her. and Well, because she did kill her father and, yeah. and uh, a his, baby. His baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like, evil. Yeah, and it's like, but, oh, but she made puppy dog but eyes. But she made puppy dog eyes. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe she's sympathetic now. Because we should feel bad for her. they didn't give her a bunch of horrifying, dumb, nonsensical dialogue. It was like, well, she's just being a mummy in every scene. She's right. being the evil mummy that's trying to get back into power mm-hmm. and bring back... A sandstorm. Yeah, Ragnarok or whoever the guy is that we got. She's trying to Johnny Ragnarok. Johnny, Johnny Ragnarok, <laughs> Captain Captain Evil guy. That if she stabs this dude, then he comes yeah, back in her body. It, oh, and that's the other thing too is it's like fuck? well okay God damn it this movie makes no if sense. If I stab you with this dagger, but it has to have the jewel on top, then Set gets to inhabit your body, the god of death. Okay, great. Right. But Got now, uh, but if Tom Cruise stabs himself with it, he gets all the power, but he still gets his consciousness. So okay, well that so it didn't work. It wasn't. Yeah. So what happened to Set? Yeah. What happened? Did Set not make it into Tom Cruise's body because his eyeballs didn't? Uh, he didn't hold the knife yeah, right. Yeah. He whatever. <laughs> yeah. He that put was, the jewel in wrong. That was yeah. That was the that was the sign that it was evil too. It was like the eyeballs uh, went into two eyeballs. They split. It. Yeah. I can't. Great even... special effects. And then all right. So then. All of a sudden, they're on a plane in Iraq, and then a bunch of crows show up. A bunch of crows show up, and suddenly they're in Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're flying into England, and then they crash, and there's 
Nobody looking for the wreckage. Nobody <laughs> looking for. There's like two bumbling cops right. that are fumbling around the wreckage. Mm-hmm. Like looking for a, a, a billion dollar sarcophagus. A billion dollar sarcophagus from this again. This is a military aircraft right. crashing mm-hmm. in civilian land. Right. The, an American one. An American one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's back up a touch here. Uh, let's so an American military plane right. crashes in England. Yeah. And just like two bobbies show yeah. up and like hello you mate. You got the torch. <laughs> Look what I found. I found mummy. Hello, mate. Is your light stick clicking? Yeah. Like, what? No one uses these terms. And then I always suck him in life out, <laughs> it is. Cheerio. It's like a chimney sweeper. Yeah. Taking me mortal soul into the Netherlands. Oh, now I'm cursed. Ah, oh, great. That's a... That's a real kick in the old bollocks. <laughs> oh, come on, now fetch me a point. So these two... Uh, Charles Dickens' characters yeah. <laughs> are fumbling around the English countryside. In a, now, this is like a C-130, so it takes right. up a couple of football fields worth of wreckage. Sure. Mm-hmm. Again, just two guys right. searching right. it out. They don't immediately have helicopters dispatched. Right. No. There's a good 15, 20 minutes where they're running around, and, hey, it's a sarcophagus. Well, this is making a weird noise. It is, you yes. know. Like, none of these right. guys go... When you see burnt bodies, so again, these are cops. None of them go, well, we should probably get a CSI unit in here right. or whatever. No, no. I mean, no. maybe they don't have that in England. No. Hello, mate. We don't carry guns. Why would we get forensic evidence? No. <laughs> maybe they were just plane technicians. <laughs> just they, exactly. they, weren't, they weren't cops. They, they were, just, were just soccer yeah. hooligans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, football hooligans. Yes. I'm correct. We were in we were in the, the UK. So, yeah, it's, that scene alone, I was like, God damn it. Yeah, and and just every scene, just I, I don't know something about Russell Crowe who I love. Sure. He made me angry in this movie. He it was so ham-handed and so he, you know, in a movie that had horrible acting in it, I think he might have had the worst acting in the movie. Like everything, yeah. he was over the top as Doctor Chekhov, even more. Even more so than when he was uh, Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah, Jekyll yeah. was more over the top yeah. than Hyde. I was yeah. like, and in my head I was like, wait, he's And Hyde's like, trying to make a deal. I'm like, well, I, maybe maybe Hyde's making more sense. I go, I thought Hyde was the crazy one. Yeah, wasn't he, yeah, wasn't he? yeah. This, that sounds like, I don't. So, okay, so none of the source material's been read. By none anyone. Of the, none, of the, none of the classic uh, classic source material's been read, it'd be clearly. Like, it'd be like if you watched all those black and white movies on late night TV when you were a kid. Right, and that was the last time you'd ever seen you'd ever seen them, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you were given the job of putting this movie together, and you went, right. "I kind of remember." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is what happened. I think that's his name was Edward Hyde. Uh, now, if you look at like a series like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Alan Moore comic book series, there was such a care and a craft of detail to all these characters, everything from the Invisible Man to uh, Mina Harker, who was you know attacked by. Dracula and to Edward Hyde. There was a, a reinterpretation of these characters, but mm-hmm. also there was a care of like, um, well, this, these are who these characters are. Clearly, I've read and I'm familiar with not only the old films, but the source material, actual classic books mm-hmm. that accompanied them. Uh, not so here. Oh, there, God. There is, there is no, uh, you know, Bram Stoker is rolling over in his grave twice just because there was a vampire skull in that movie. 
Well, if he gets the sword with the jewel, he's going to come back yes. to life and, <laughs> and put set inside of the executives that made this yeah. goddamn thing. They're trying so... We've talked about this. Like, they're trying so hard to... Universal's like, we want our own universe. We yeah. want one, too, just like Marvel. So they create this dumb thing, and it's like nobody, nobody's giving a shit. No, no one's uh -huh. like, oh... Right, so whenever... And they, uh, it's so dumb. Now, who are they going to fight when the mummy and Dracula and Frankenstein joint team up? Who are they going to fight? Who? The werewolf? Who are they going to fight? And they yeah. keep... The monster squad. The, the monster, monster squad. Yeah, they're going to oh, fight the monster great. squad. <laughs> but, they, but they introduce stuff, and they're, it's so funny. You know they were hoping for the, like... You know, the first time in one of the... Uh, the extra things in a Marvel movie is like, oh shit, there's Nick Fury or whatever. You know, those little things right. that Marvel is so good at. They yeah. put those little things in there that super nerds go, oh, that's fucking awesome. Right. So in this movie, the book of Amun-Ra from the previous movie franchise, the Brendan Fraser one, is, mm. is briefly seen falling down on the floor during a fight sequence. Did anyone see that or give a shit? <laughs> uh, Aaron researched that. That's the only reason I know about it because I was watching this dumb guy. Let me movie. let me put it this way. I noticed it. I didn't give a shit. Did you care? Did you? Yeah. Oh, the Amun-Ra book. No, no. I was because that movie, like there was nothing compelling about the movie that made me invested in it. So I didn't care about the uh, forced-in Easter eggs that were shoved into the movie because everything was shoved into the movie. There was no movie. Everything was so forced into the movie that there was nothing left of the movie. So it wasn't a horror movie. I mean, when you look at a mummy movie, like we were, <laughs> I would love to see Clyde Barker's mummy movie. Oh my God! You know how creepy oh. and disturbing that would have been. Right. Um, this was this was a, a Tom Cruise action movie with a mummy in it. But with no plot or story no. or anything uh -uh. or character arc or like, and first one, of all, one or two horror scenes, and then that was it. So then, oh god, all of the fucking horrifying witty banter with the uh, the 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 blonde doctor lady. Oh yeah, the the model doctor. Yeah, Jenny Halsey. Yeah, model <laughs> doctor. Yeah, <the laughs> runway doctor, uh, played by Annabelle Wallace. That was just so. It was like all of this forced. Did you even did you even suspect that she worked for the secret organization? Oh, the I had no run? idea. Yeah, I know. It was such a surprise. Such a surprise that she works for the secret organization that Dr. Jekyll runs? Yes. What? Yeah. Why does he run it? <laughs> right, exactly. He runs the monster CIA? Yeah, he does. What, what the fuck is <laughs> he that Yes, he runs the monster squad, yeah, That's with a militia. <laughs> <laughs> he had his own militia. He had more people in his militia than they were looking for the plane. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why wasn't his monster team down right. there? Right. <laughs> they would have found the sarcophagus quicker. Oh, my God. It's like MI6. Is that what it is? Monster Institute <laughs> 6? Instead, they're That's just like... MI7. So the beginning of the movie, they set up. They show uh, Dr. Jekyll. We don't know he's Dr. Jekyll yet, but he's setting up. So the beginning of the movie when they... Um, they're drilling through new so sewers or subways or something like that right. in London. They find they, a knight's crypt. They find a knight's crypt, mm -hmm. and... And there's, okay, here we go. And that might have something in it. And then at that point, I was like, oh, well, this is all right. Here we go. This yeah. is interesting. And then we see Tom Cruise's crypt and all that. Like, why is there an Egyptian crypt in Mesopotamia? I was like, right. oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, so they established that there's a secret, you know. Mummy mu history. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a mummy <laughs> history. But they they established that there's a secret mummy, mummy police. Right. You know, there's mummy right. CIA, right? There's monster CIA, as we said. Mm -hmm. Uh, the mummy that, that uh, carries mercury with them. Sure, they always have a fresh batch of hot mercury to throw around. Um, I was like, okay, cool. And they're trying to, you know, they're the agents of Shield, basically, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they are. They're trying to save the world because they're aware of the the, the bigger gods and monsters. Right, they're aware of the bigger picture. 
and that this isn't this isn't just a couple of bad guys. This is a thing that could end humanity. Great, mm. I'm all in. And then we don't see him for how long? <laughs> and then when he comes back, you're like, oh wait, he's Doctor Fucking Jekyll and Mister Hyde, right? Mm-hmm. Who's got it? And then he has to inject himself with. And then Tom Luke. Cruise stops him from injecting. Him. He's like, "Oh well, of course, because if you have Doctor Jekyll, I guess we're going to see Mister Hyde in this movie too." And then we see Mister Hyde, and then, "Uh oh, you shouldn't have done that." Oh, and then here's the serum again. He's back to normal. What was yeah. that scene for? So that was. Uh, it was literally. It was like when Batman versus Superman put the trailers in for the other movies. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. It's like, no, look, we could advertise these other movies inside these movies, and no one will notice or care. No, we noticed, no, and we care. We really Stop. Care. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. That's why I wasn't excited about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Is because that trailer they put into Batman Superman. Right. That's why I'm not excited about Aquaman. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I knew that that Black Panther was going to be in Civil War, I was like, awesome. Maybe that means there's going to be a Black Panther movie. We see a trailer, and guess what? It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so this people, I don't know what, I don't know, like, does Universal, my fear is that these this dumb universe might make enough money that they keep doing it. <laughs> well, there's definitely more in the pipeline. So I, I think what will happen is it'll be like the DC movies is like, well, we'll make a couple of them and just see what happens and uh, see how they go. Because they're, they're all looking like long-term, like what's the long-term potential generating, uh, potential income generators? Like, is it the connected universe? Like everyone seems to think it is like, we have to have this connected universe to the point where there all these things are being connected that, you know, we don't need them connected. Right. Uh, even like like Cloverfield, like dude, you know that originally that script was the bunker. It had nothing to do with Cloverfield. We don't need mm-hmm. everything connected to something else. It's as you um, said in the regular episode. Marvel's universe has been written for decades. They have yes. connected these things. Thousands of stories. Thousands that have been of connected. stories. Yeah. Every week, there's new comic books coming out. Spider Man knows about Doctor Strange. Right. Yeah, and as you know, they both live in New York. Yeah, (laughs) they've met. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. in comic books in the 70s. Right. So uh, this is just so forced. It's so, it's just like. You know what it reminded me of, too? Remember that movie that came out, uh, oh, gosh. um, Aaron, see if you can pull up what year this was. Van Helsing. Oh, boy. That uh, That was a terrible film that also tried to create Van Helsing, reinvent him as like this monster hunter that fought, you know, all the monsters at once. But and I remember Universal sticking like a lot of uh, uh, a lot of hope on it as a franchise because not only did they make the movie, they had in development like a TV series, all these different things. There and is then, a TV series on Sci-Fi. There was a TV series. Yeah, on sci-fi. and the movie was two thousand four. Movie was two thousand and four. Okay. When was it? Is the Sci-Fi series still going? Twenty sixteen to open ended, like all good parties. Oh, okay. So, but it took a while for it to. Uh, so yeah. they probably rebooted it, is what happened. Well, they have a, they have a, a yeah. female lead as well. Oh, female, yeah. Right, so it's so completely they, different, right? Yeah. And they also, it also just feels like Sci-Fi Channel, which doesn't have a lot of money, <laughs> probably got the license rights pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. And, and Van Helsing, whoever owned yeah. the rights of Van Helsing, went, yeah, yeah, sure. And Sci-Fi is also under Universal. It's the same company, right? So. Uh, so, you know, you, you look at like uh, a movie like that and a movie like this where it, it's you have your hopes pinned on this big franchise opening up all these new movies and avenues. But, you know, you forget to make the movie good. That's really what it felt like. It was like it was everything was slapped together 
uh, with this this stupid world building that is not necessary. Like, no, hey, here's an idea. Make a mummy movie. Make a mummy movie. Maybe they're doing it more to compete with the Godzilla King Kong franchise than Marvel. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who they're competing with. It's not working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it really feels like it. It feels like like what you were saying was, "Go, oh, me too. We we want to make a yeah." Well, then it's a bowling yeah. team that's trying to compete with like an NFL team, right? <laughs> Yeah, and you know Universal has all these great properties and this great history, and just you know make them worry about making one movie good than you know creating this franchise of horrible films. Well, we talked about this time and time again. So who did they hire? You know, they hired uh, Alex Kurtzman, who's awful. Who's awful. Look who, and we talked about this in the regular episode. Look who they hired for <clears throat> Black Panther, the guy that did Fruitville Station and Creed, right. an mm-hmm. amazing storyteller. Right, who knows how to direct actors and yes. get great performances and get subtlety out of performances. Get the right people for the job. Like, you know, Mark Webb, great uh, romantic comedy director, terrible Spider-Man director. Right. So, you know, the, not the right people for the job. I mean, you know, really. So, okay, so, well, this is what you're getting then. You're going to get the Transformers version of The Mummy. And you can't sit there and say, oh, oh some of these small directors, they don't know how to do big franchises. Again, um, <laughs> If you look at the insidious director did Doctor Strange. Right. Scott Derrickson. Yeah, I mean, here's the other thing too. So so uh Creed, which was directed by Ryan Cogler, right? He's doing the new Black Panther. Creed's a fucking Rocky movie. Yeah, there's it a, is. There's a franchise for you. And yeah. what did he do? It was amazing what he did. I thought it was a really good he movie. He made a yeah. Rocky movie without making a Rocky movie. Right. You know, but Rocky's in it. Rocky's a lot. in it. He's this old man. He's battling can't like Ryan B. And, and I remember and, in an interview too, Ryan it was Ryan Coogler's the yeah. director. He said like, look, look, Rocky's in the movie. He's not window dressing. He's part of this he's film. He's in it. Yeah. And the main fighting takes place with Michael B. Jordan. So we cast this young actor that was amazing. That was that was had bit parts in The Wire and then was really good on Friday Night Lights. Then was like Fruitvale Station is like a is an amazing film and it should have got more. Oscar traction. Right. If you haven't seen it, it's really powerful. Um, and then Creed was like the most, it was one of the most heartfelt Rocky movies since the first one. Yeah. And that's the kind of director you need to get. Alex Kurtzman is a Transformers producer. And writer. Oh, boy. Well, writer is used loosely. He knows how to use a keyboard. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this film is just like, I'm like, why... Are we going through this whole fucking process? And it, it just really feels like just old model of like, uh, you know, get the guys who made a lot of money on these other movies. Don't, you know, just put it together, get a giant star, make it a big spectacle, a lot of special effects scenes. Just we're just drifting from one set piece to the next. Don't worry about putting it together. Just shoot it, get it out. And we're we have, we're at summer movie. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. The only showing that was available was 3D. Oh, waste! Wow, hundred percent waste. <laughs> Useless. Even when the crows came out, nothing. They didn't even <laughs> come at you that much. It was dumb. It was it was that bullshit 3D that I can't. It's tacked on. It's tacked on. It's again mm-hmm. that the thing I've talked about is. It's like w- the script was in 3D. Oh god! <laughs> but then you go see like. Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. They, Doctor Strange Doctor 3D Strange was really good. Doctor Strange 3D. They used mm-hmm. the 3D to help tell the story, mm-hmm. to bring you to those other universes, right. to show you how how different it is from where you know the real world and the other universes or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
What were you going to say, Aaron? Oh, I I had nothing. <laughs> now, now, wait a minute. Okay, so how's? Uh, let me ask this. I found a theater in my neighborhood that that shows movies for half price. Is this worth it? If you are like bored, yeah, really mostly. nothing to do. It's a hundred degrees out. Your air conditioning breaks. It's like that. Oh, Th- okay. Those are the circumstances you need to be in. All right. There's a you're, you're in lieu of HVAC. You, yes. <laughs> your neighborhood's sealed off because there's a hostage crisis and you right. can't get into your apartment. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Yeah. Then I would go see this movie. Then, then it's yeah, it's mommy. That's only if it comes at night, isn't playing. It feels like something I might stop watching while on a plane. Right, like turn it off. Like I don't have time for this. I'm I'd landing r- in an hour. I'm going to start uh, something else. I'd rather read. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's that movie. So, I, and interesting too. I'd love to hear like, it also felt like too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, how many hands were on this? Everything from studio executives to Tom Cruise to, you know, the four or five writers that are even credited. Which means, that, as Mick was saying, which means that there's was probably more. There's six between screen story and screenplay. There are six writers credited. Wow. Yeah. So that means there was a bunch more on top of that. So that's always a good sign. The more writers, the better the story. Yeah. It's You know, there's nothing like having a uh, non-coherent vision to really help a film. They don't Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I don't I It so. is kind of telling that on IMDb, um Alex Kurtzman has no upcoming directorial projects. Oh, that's works. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah. Well, that's uh at least that's uh positive. <laughs> Something that might come out of this. Yeah, if, he, if he's not allowed to <laughs> direct anymore. It, I, <clears throat> so, and, and here's some here's some interesting stuff to talk about the, the the universe and how they're just thinking about the universe versus a story. Javier Bardem, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, hashtag JGL, Tom Hardy, and Eddie Redmayne were all considered to play Dr. Henry Jekyll before Ru- Russell Crowe was cast. And which which also means those are all completely different actors, which right. means there was no vision as to what this None. character would None. be. They just say, give us big name for, ha- right. for Jekyll. Yeah, exact, exactly. Um, Bardeem has now been, he's been cast as Frankenstein's monster. Which... Him I can kind of see as Frankenstein's monster. He's a really interesting actor. It he, could he be He might cool, do something different. But... He's going to do different what? Within the context of some stupid script written by 15 people? Yeah, I don't know. If he's maybe Bride of Frankenstein, maybe uh, we'll see. And then, so then there was a, there's a zero gravity, gravity, zero mm-hmm. gravity scene. And that took 64 takes and was shot in two days in a falling plane. <laughs> uh, and they said reportedly a lot of the crew got nauseous during the scene and vomited except for the main stars, Tom Cruise and Annabelle Wells, who were really proud of the stunt. That sounds like some great PR tag. Publicist, uh, yeah. publicist <laughs> made that up. There's no way <laughs> Tom Cruise didn't vomit. Yeah. <laughs> and my guess is they had the writers up on that plane yeah. <laughs> and made them do zero gravity until they vomited up this nonsensical yes. script. <laughs> Um, so in, in essence, I think we're saying is, um, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, good on you. That's uh, well done. You've, uh, you've dodged a bullet. You know, we always get that one really bad movie per summer. I really thought it was going to be chips or, uh, Baywatch, but I think it's going to be the mummy. 
I think The Mummy is going to be the worst movie of the summer. Yeah, because I think Chips or Baywatch will have at least one or two scenes that make you laugh. Right. <laughs> the rest of it will be dumb. Right. They'll have one or two scenes. Ah, that wasn't bad. Or that care mm-hmm. that one that one you know comedic actor kind of was funny. You'll have something like that maybe. Mm-hmm. But this just I mean, the trailer. Yeah, it was everything as dumb as I thought it was going to be. I don't know. You kind of sold me on it a little bit. Like I was, I thought it was uh, didn't look that good at first, but then you were saying, you know, it could be good. You know, it's like an action kind of Mission Impossible mummy movie. And then I was thinking, you know what? Maybe Graham's right. Maybe it'll be. Uh, <laughs> Did I say that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of got me a little bit more. I'm on redacting board with it. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm redacting that. That's a, I cannot confirm or deny, Chris, any of those remarks. I, I know of, I have no recollection of ever saying stuff like that about the mummy. So, uh, but yeah, this was a piece of shit. This movie. Yeah, it was. Well, here's the thing, and th- we've talked about this before. When it comes to Tom Cruise and big budget, it could be fun. I mean, like yeah. you never know when you're gonna get you're gonna get something um, interesting interesting from him. Like like the uh, uh, let's go through some of the movies that he's that he's come out. Like we we've we've been talking about American Made. That trailer looks interesting. Right. That the actual guy. Right. Um, Is there gonna be another Mission Impossible movie? Oh, oh for yeah. sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Jack Reacher. And it's MI6. There's a Top Gun in pre-production. Wow. We're bringing back Mav. I can't. Oh, I hope he's a teacher. I hope. I well, you know that. Here's a great idea, right? Mm-hmm. So, 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 Edge of Tomorrow. That was the really cool movie that right. he did, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack Reacher, as I said, is just fun. Punch him up, dumbass. Right. Um, here's the Tom. Here's the Top Gun Maverick I want to see. He got shot down in the Middle East, and he's old, cagey, PTSD, prisoner of war maverick, and he's got to find his he's got to find his Top Gun again, or something like that. You know, like he's got to get a swagger. He's uh yeah, and he has to fight a uh, Russian boxer. <laughs> yes, yes, and he trains in the Russia in Siberia. In snow. Yeah, with a log on his back. Rising I would, up. I would see that movie. Yeah, but I don't know. You think there's going to be a risky business sequel now too? Yeah, what is that? One? That yeah. would be if it took place like a year after the original, and he's his age now. Yeah, I think that would be hilarious. That would be. Yeah, <laughs> they never address him. Yeah, fifty-five. Oh wow, rough summer. Seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you didn't get into Yale. Yeah, <laughs> Harvard could use a guy like Joel. Um, yeah, because here's the thing, you know. Then there's like Oblivion, which. All right, that was a miss. That was a miss, but I will say this. An interesting miss. An interesting miss, and also amazing production design on that film. Mm -hmm. Like, the way it looked was fantastic. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, Tropic Thunder. Okay, when he does stuff like that. Valkyrie, Mm. that's kind of a miss. But then, you know, uh, this business, I just, I don't know. You never know with this dude. Like, uh, he hasn't made a Last Samurai type thing in quite a while. He could use one. He could use one. <laughs> and I think it's... I think well, they're it, casting Matt Damon now. I mean... I know. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon is defending the Chinese dragons. Yes. <laughs> so Great wall. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... the, And they so set this up as... This is the launch. This, this is, is the this, launch. Yeah, this and is, the this end the of the movie was... He's... This 
undead superhero that's going to come back in right. all of these movies? That's Who the it, fuck is he? Yeah, that's what it looked like. Oh, now he's got all these powers. And, uh, is yeah, this a character a that existed somewhere else? So, uh, no, it, only in Tom Cruise's house. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. Yeah, he's got mummy powers, but he's still a guy. So, uh, But he's got like super mummy powers. And he's got his sidekick. Yep, that he can keep bringing back to life whenever he wants. Steve's on light. Yep. <laughs> Should we be combing through L. Ron Hubbard novels for this? <laughs> yeah, that's where this is. That's where the sequel is this. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather see a Sahara sequel than... than <laughs> or Ishtar. Than Ish- yeah, I'd like to see Ishtar. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, if they have a connected universe, I guess we're going to see Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise in a movie again. I don't uh, want to watch I it. I don't know if he's going to be a monster fighter or he's going to turn into a mummy. Like, what, what, what's going to happen? Pa- isn't he part mummy? Yeah, now, now he's or... part mummy and part set. He's part god of death. and uh, but, but he's still Tom Cruise. And, uh, you know, he has superpowers, but still... He's uh, riding into the desert on a horse. <laughs> so. Like the end of the Last Crusade? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like he's what still, he's what still movie looking... didn't they steal shit from? Yeah, still There's looking for treasure? Question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like ever, there was a piece of everything in this in this movie. Um, but it's like, if you're going to steal, steal it correctly. You know, you're stealing the pieces that you're using incorrectly. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think we've uh, exhausted all the ways that this movie has failed. Aaron, final thoughts on what you'd like to see the Dark Universe do in the the, the universe of the dark, of the universal darkness. I mean, somebody somebody get Brendan Fraser on the phone. Yeah, he's <laughs> got to be going nuts right yeah. now. Yeah, he's like, see, mine weren't I, so bad. Mine were all right. Yeah, even the third mummy with Jet Li was better than this Remember one. Remember of the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what he's would like, you? What? He's like, I brought you the rock. The scorpion. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, with the scorpion king in the second one. <laughs> Where can these? Well, let's ask this question before we wrap this up. Where can this dark universe go? Can it? Can it do anything interesting? Is this just its first miss, or are they just doomed to fail because no, who gives a shit about this universe? And it's not. It hasn't been interconnected for the better part of six decades. Well, here's uh, here's where they, <laughs> here's where it should go. They should be horror movies. A right. is uh, you know if you're gonna have a dark universe of universal horror monsters, make them dark. Yeah, make them actually darker movies that are actually have some horror elements to them. Um, this one was an action movie with um, some mummy slash zombies in it. So yeah, make make them more horrific. Uh, if you're gonna make them action adventure, then we're just then do them correctly, like the Brendan Fraser first mummy movie. That was a fun action adventure serial movie. This was fell in like, you know, this no man's land of neither. It wasn't horror. It wasn't good action. It wasn't fun. It wasn't any of those things. So I think if they're going to course correct, um, make them a little more disturbing and dark and maybe get Clyde Barker back on the phone and have him do one of these. Um, Because I would love to see somebody's take on these classic uh, characters, like even even Creature from the Black Lagoon. Let's see something interesting, like, you know, some kind of anaconda take on on that. You know, there could be something uh, darker. And even if it's even if it's campier, give us something, something interesting. This was none of those things. Yeah. Attempting all of them. Yes, yeah, attempting all of them. But achieving none of them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I'd like to see, if I had a choice, I'd like to see them go darker and make actual monster movies again. Aaron? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like the mummy worked, the the first mummy worked as well because it was set in a time where, it was set back in the 30s or 40s, like when something like that could happen and 
And when those movies were yeah. originally actually being made, yeah. the era yeah. of film. Yeah, of, you know, the, the yeah. serials. It seems hard to believe that they could get all these different um, monsters or whatever in a modern world and not have the rest of the world freak out about it. Right. Like, it's always been the problem with, with Sharknado and things like that, where it's like you, you can see into the background people not reacting to what's happening in the foreground. Right. Because <laughs> so, like, when you later the special effects, they don't know that they're there. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's a that's another issue you could run into with this with a larger franchise like this. I mean, I don't blame them for trying because sure. all all Universal has is Fast and Furious, and that's it. Right? Yeah, they don't right? have a lot. They have a great library that they're just not utilizing. Yeah, but I agree. Like that would be. I don't ever see them doing this, but I agree, Chris. What you said is, I would love it if they went. Okay, we're bringing back the big budget horror movie. Right. And we're getting in horror directors and horror writers, and it's going to be big budget scary. The way when you right. were a kid and you went to the movies and you screamed out loud. And, and, it, was, and it was scary. It was scary. Mm-hmm. And you had real monsters. And you could now with the special effects and everything, you could – because the stories of these – of Dracula and Frankenstein and the mummy, they're actually – let Sam Raimi make one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody or any of these low-budget horror directors that we right. keep talking about. Like, any of them. Give mm-hmm. them a crack at this yep. and, 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 you know, and give them 50 to $100 million and make a good story, you know, and have, like, a writer-director or somebody right. or adapt. Have a vision. A vision. Because mm-hmm. I would love to see that. That would be actually, then I would be like, yeah, there, it is a dark universe. They're just trying to do every, everything that they're chasing. Right, chasing a trend, which never works. Yeah. So, all right, I think all we've right. trashed this movie enough because it's exhausting. <laughs> um, so the full video of this will be up on, uh, we'll give this all to YouTube, the full videos. Did we do our HelloFresh ad? We have not done our HelloFresh ad. Oh, my Fresh gosh, oh. then we are not done. We are not done, folks. Buckle mm-hmm. up for some great recipes. So Sent right to your house. <laughs> they are. HelloFresh is a great sponsor. We've been having them for a while. We use it personally. We get the uh, family pack uh, every week. And uh, it's great. And also, everything's cheaper now because all the meals are less than ten dollars each. So for us, that's you know a family of four. It's it's less than ten bucks a person. It's cheaper than going out. The food is better, and it's also um, really really well nutritionally proportioned. Like you know, there's going to be a vegetable. You know, there's going to be a protein. You know, there's going to be everything that you need in a good meal, and it's not going to be too hard to make. Well, the thing too I love is is excuse me, uh, you know. I'm I don't know that I have the time or the patience to go to the store and get all these real specific ingredients. Yes, exactly. I just kind of don't. Mm-hmm. So I cook a sort of very on a basic level. So but when this stuff is sent, when I get excuse me, then I have these amazing meals that I was like, wow, this is so good. And it didn't take me three hours to make. Right. You know, yeah, these can be made in what, like at 45 minutes around mm-hmm. there. So um, but one of the things, too, is we love uh, giving you guys deals. So guess what? We're not going to make you pay full price. You want your, uh, you you want your uh, first box cheaper. You got it. All you got to do is go to um, HelloFresh.com. Use the coupon code ComedyFilmNerds30. You get thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. Just visit HelloFresh.com and enter ComedyFilmNerds30. 
Boom. So the other thing I like about them I wanted to mention too is that like if you're going on vacation or you want to just stop and you want to just cook for a couple weeks on your own, you can stop the service and then restart it. Mm -hmm. It's really flexible that way, which is really good because if we go away or whatever, um, we can stop and we're like, oh man, we've got food coming. What do you we do? You don't want to waste it. Yeah, exactly. So um, so you can stop and start it at any time as I well. I love HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com. And guys, com. that's another great way to support the show. When yes. You, if you, any of these products you really like, when you use our coupon code or our landing page, they track that and they know, oh, wow, comedy film nerd fans. So they- They're getting them some HelloFresh. They're getting them some HelloFresh. <laughs> so then they'll buy more ad reads from us. Yes. Boom. Circle of life. Yes. <laughs> That's the comedy film Red's dark universe. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Hello, mummy. <laughs> oh, mummy. Why would you do that? So, um, you know, that's actually, it, it made me thinking now, too, like what you were saying about uh, what I'd like to see in a, uh, like, like what are the other classic Universal monster movies? I think a uh, a new werewolf movie would be really cool. Wouldn't it be interesting, too, because when the way those movies were made, they were touching on some pretty heavy themes. Yes. Frankenstein, werewolf, you know, Dracula, they were all like, I mean, sure, they were scary and, and they were groundbreaking at the time because it was the, the motion pictures had just started. Right. But you could really go into that. Like the transformation to the Wolfman was like, at the time, was like groundbreaking. I mean, now, you know, you, you got to look at it with a, with a, uh, an understanding contemporary lens. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this was at the time, this was cutting edge. Um, but you could see stuff like the atmosphere and the way they were shot. And just the way the black and white in the cinematography, they were shot like horror movies. Well, they started the genre. Mm -hmm. I mean, Universal started it. They should be doing this correctly. And so, I mean, you think about like the Frankenstein story. That was, you know, that's a sad, tragic story. Yeah. You know, and it's not, I'm, my fear is they're just going to have RVR Bardeen run around going, yeah. Yeah. and then they're going to uh, fire. Yeah. And they're going <laughs> to have a bunch of special effects and something's right. going to blow up versus the like, first of all, it's like, you're not God. Don't mess with Mother Nature was the theme. And right. then you created this monster who's, who's treated the towns. He's, he, he just wants love and affection, right? Like he just mm -hmm. wants to dad, like he, he has all those human needs and the town burns him, you know, like those are a pretty powerful theme. And Bride of Frankenstein too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, there's a, there's a little more going on there. And you know, you have these tragic, uh, uh, monstrous figures. And that's the other thing. They were all tragic characters. Mm -hmm. You know, this is filmmaking that was done after the depression as America was trying to find itself you know, it was a very a unique part in history. The film industry was brand new. So it was all these people just like, ah, well, yeah, let's try this. And touching on really intense themes. Yeah, the, the werewolf is like alcoholism. Yeah. It's like you go out at night and shit happens. You come yeah. home and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, why are my hands all bloody? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that's a, great, that's a great thing. The creature from the Black Lagoon. They're all just mm -hmm. treated like freaks. And it's like anyone that's felt different that is ostracized by society can identify with these movies. There's not one goddamn thing to identify with in The Mummy. If they, no. if they went back to the, origi the, the original, we've talked about this a lot on, on this show. I'm all down with a remake or a reboot when you do something interesting or and or creative creative yeah. or mm -hmm. you 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 utilize storytelling in a way that you could not just technology but how you were restricted by the motion picture guild or code or whatever right 
that you the don't, haze code. The haze code that you mm. don't have as much. You don't even really have that today. You no. can say you can you touch it. You could make the Clyde Barker's mummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how great would that be? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's what I'd like to see. So, I, I hope Universal learns a little bit from this and that the next movie in the, quote, dark universe is uh, more interesting. And I think Bride of Frankenstein, I have probably the most hopes for that one. I don't have any hope. <laughs> That's, I can't argue with that, though. That's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, I barely have hope for the next DC movie, as great as Wonder Woman was. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Well, what... it's Justice League, so yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But I am excited for the Top Gun movie. I want to know what I want to <laughs> see happens? what Maverick's doing. Yeah, in what's going on? Come on, what's Maverick. happened? Come on, it's been thirty years. Is he Maverick. still in his flight suit? You know, is he still mourning over Goose? Goose mm, died. Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert: Goose yep. died in the first mm-hmm. one. Um, all right, thank you to Aaron Brungart. On the ones and twos at the ATC studio here in beautiful Burbank. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And thank you once again for uh, supporting the Patreon. We appreciate this. This is because of you. We're able to do these extra episodes. So please go support it. Like 5, 10, 1, 2, whatever you have, it will help. And we, uh, the, the audio on this will be released early on Patreon. And the it'll be available for everybody uh, on iTunes uh, Thursday the 15th. Done. But you already know that because you're listening to it. You're listening to it. So you understand why you're <laughs> listening to this, right? <laughs> Unless it mysteriously just appeared in your ears, which it could. Dark, yep, dark universe, universe. You never oh. know. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll try to wrap up one more time. I'm yeah. Graham Elwood. <laughs> I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, <laughs> remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first.